Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Team, how are we all doing? We are back for another episode. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Um, I actually feel a little bit guilty filming this one because I'm actually a day late. Um, Normally, I would do this on a Wednesday and have it released. Um, And life's been life, and here we are sat on Thursday morning (laughs) making up for it. So here we are, and apologies if you are part of the Wednesday crew who was so desperately to listen to it. You know, it's a 24-hour delay. Hopefully, it's worth a listen for you. Um, and I can be forgiven, um, but now I'm sat here feeling a little bit guilty over it, really. You know, it's my podcast, I'll do what I want. Um, but life has been really, really busy at the moment, and, you know, obviously we get married in pretty much two weeks on the 12th of August, and it's soon come by, you know, we've had a two and a half year engagement, um, and obviously once we got engaged, everything was booked quite promptly, we did all the sort of meetings, and then there's just been a massive lull, and now it's boom, everything is happening, everyone wants meetings, so yeah, it's a little bit crackers, so life has been quite hectic, my end, um, but all good, and, and just to add to that, you know, with all this happening, and I was actually going to do a podcast episode on this, but it's, it's worth just mentioning now that I'm currently sat here feeling very happy, very fulfilled, very content with life, and if you do ask me, like, what are your goals for life? And in the role that you're in, it would be fulfillment, happiness. And I'm currently sat here achieving that and and having done it and continuing to do so. And and that comes from the people I spend time with, the things that I'm doing in life. Um, But generally, like my outlook on life and and that all comes from a perspective shift. Um, And I guess that sort of coincides with today's episode. Um, But most importantly, I just need you to know that I'm feeling pretty good and it's always worth a share that. Um, And I want this podcast episode, as all of them, to be infectious and for you to feel um, as good as I'm feeling. So in today's episode, what I'd really like to explore, and this was a question that was posed to me um, maybe last week, and I thought, you know what, I'll do a podcast episode on it. Um, But if I was to start my health and fitness well-being journey again, if I was going to go to the gym again, if I was going to start from scratch again... Here are five things that I would do, and I've done this with the head of not becoming a personal trainer or not becoming an online coach, because ultimately I think there could be slightly different answers. Um, yes, they will overlap, but you know, if I was just your average Joe, then this is exactly what I would do. If I thought, you know what, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to get to the gym, I'm, I need to do something with my life, then here are five things that I would do. So if you're sat here thinking, maybe I best do something, then please, these are bits of advice that I would encourage um, and for you to take on board based on my experience though and you know of, of course this is always subjective and it's always dependent on the individual but of course if you need further help you know where to find me drop me a message um, again that's always appreciated like we said last week someone dropped me a message just on the back of listening to a, a bit of a, an earlier podcast episode and it just made my day so if you're listening message me because you'll make me even happier um, but number one if I was to start my health and fitness journey again um I'm going to get the obvious out of the way here, really, um, but it's your nutrition, okay? And you'll have heard it before, you can't out-train a bad diet, and, you know, all these things, you know, abs are made in the kitchen, da-da-da-da-da, then you've got all the fads that come with it, Slimming World, da-da-da-da-da, list goes on. Um, but the one thing I would sort of say, just to sort of sum all that up, is to learn to care about your nutrition, like, 
it matters what goes in your body, the quality, the quantity, the foods that you're eating, um, everything that goes with it, really, from your macronutrients to micronutrients, it does matter, and that can have such a big effect on your body shape, how you feel, how you're perceiving the world, what's going on in your life, your energy, your sleep, like, it's such a big catalyst, um, so I would say learn to care about your nutrition, and on the back of, like, like we said, Slimming World, etc., like, if that works for you, fine, you have got to find what works for you, but all the, like, the, the other fads that come in, all the, like, the phases that people go through, uh, you know, I don't know, intermittent fasting might work for you off the top of my head. I don't know, but I'm sure that you'll know someone who's on a diet and I almost need you to step out of that equation and just discover what works for you and forget this idea of like calling it a diet. Forget this idea of being restrictive, only having certain things, only eating at certain times. The, you know, the list goes on, but ultimately what I really need you to do is look at what's going into your body. And for me, again, that is calories, like I trained, I've been going to the gym since I was 16 and you know, you can imagine you sort of do a few bicep curls and, and I think we actually got to the stage where we used to go to the gym just for the sauna, just to sit in it, you know, and we, you know, we've been through these phases and I'm, you know, I'm sat here, I'm 27 years old, so I've been going to the gym for about um, just over 10 years, um, yes, sporadically in the early doors, but you know, over the last few years really sort of hit it hard and it, obviously that's come with the nature of the job, um, but with that, like I've gone from not looking at calories to somewhat looking at calories to really caring about calories and ultimately the more I dialed down I have been on them the more returns I've seen and I am talking like to the to the teenth degree so for example when I was somewhat tracking calories I put myself on about 3,000 um, which may sound like quite a lot to some people obviously again everyone's different um, and I didn't really look at the protein. I'm now currently sit at 2,800, um, which is like just below maintenance. Um, and I have about double body weight in, in protein. So I weigh about 75-ish kilograms and I will tend to have 160 to 180 grams. So yeah, over double body weight in all fairness. But again, like, yes, we're all very data-driven in the world. Like so many people look at steps and yes, calories and, you know, the, the numbers and with whatever, really, and, and you know, even scale weight, really, but they do matter um, to a degree, maybe not scale weight as much, but, you know, like, I know Slimming World uses sins, for instance, but that's quite vague, um, whereas, you know, if something doesn't have a number on it, then it can't be measured properly, so I would say, actually, like, learn to care about your nutrition and actually analyze the data because it's just numbers then and you just work from it and again that's how personally I've grown um just seeing the little tweaks and the little changes and like honestly my body has changed drastically just from shifting back them 200 calories and that's literally it and that's what a chocolate bar do you know what I mean like that could be the game changer for you so if you're somewhat tracking calories if you are sort of one foot in one foot out with it like do it and do it properly and then hit the numbers that's another thing I'd say so I'll, we'll come to this on another point, I guess, but just on the back of that, like, if you're tracking them, do it right. You know, if you're going to do something, really give it a good go, but this actually aligns with point number four, so bear that in mind. Um, but, yeah, care about your nutrition. Long story short. Now, point number two, if I was to start everything from scratch, is I wouldn't care what anyone else thinks. And ugh, easier said than done. Of course it is. I know that. I know how it feels to go in the gym and just feel like an absolute 
tool for it to come feel completely alien to not know what you're doing to then watch someone on youtube to watching someone else in the gym to listening to what a friend says to listening to what your parents say and like there's so many opinions and so many people have a view and some people will be right some people will be wrong but ultimately this has got to be a process that you enjoy and that you can get on board with and therefore like if you're going into the gym and you like to work out in a certain format then do it don't feel like you've got to go don't feel like you've got to go running because everyone else is running because it's marathon season don't feel like you've got to lift um, really heavy weights for low reps because your friend's doing that like you've got to get on board with where your goals are what you enjoy doing and almost meet it in the middle and there's genuinely in the grand scheme of things, no right or wrong. It's how much you sort of put into that that will then dictate the returns. But ultimately, if you're someone who just, I don't know, wants, likes doing circuit training, then go do it. And I must admit, like this is where, somewhere that I've gone wrong in the past as both a gym goer and a coach. And I've done this wrong as a coach because when I first sort of started, I was quite sort of... Um, I guess I've done it both ways. I've quite lackluster in terms of like, come in, do what you want, see you later. And again, like this was through a phase where my care and ambition had dropped. But equally, I've gone the other way. And if, if someone isn't doing something how I would want them to do it, and I mean like very nitpickingly, then I'll be like on at them. And I, like, you know, I've lost clients from being too one way or the other. And now I feel like I've got the good balance because I almost give clients that ownership. So here at the Confidence Project, it's a case of you tell me how you want to work and I will meet you where you're at, not you come to me and this is how you do it. And I see so many other PTs. I'm not slating any other PT or coach, but I've heard stories. I've seen other people do just that. Come in, it's my way or the highway ultimately. And that is somewhere that I've learned that does not work. Um, I don't get the fulfillment. I don't get the happiness. Clients don't see the returns. They can't be asked. I can't be asked. Everyone goes home unhappy and we just don't want that. So from a coaching perspective, that's like I say, that end of things. And then from the, the perspective of a gym goer, I have been in a position where I have like followed somebody else or done something because it looks cool or because I think that's the right thing. But like I say, in, in the grand scheme of things, there's not really a right or wrong. It's what works for you and how do you, how can you operate? Because ultimately we need to get you as a person thriving um, and then the rest you sort of dial down from there but if you almost skip that phase and you just sort of try jump to the outcome or you know something else without really sort of focusing on yourself then you just like I say you don't get to where you want to be because you just go through the motions for the sake of going through them so you've really got to discover your um, I would say like your niche really in the gym and like how you like to work best and, and what works for you and you know don't do burpees if you don't want to do burpees for instance um I don't know, <laughs> any example like that really, you know, what I'm really trying to say is go in and go in for you and no one else. Um, but that's point number two is, is this idea of not caring what anyone else thinks. And equally, on the back of that, with things like gym anxiety, I think it's so common for you to go into the gym and to really overthink about what other people are thinking. Um, and I, I've said this to clients, I've said it a thousand times in this podcast, nobody cares, genuinely. Go into that gym, do... 20 forward rolls, scream somewhat ludicrous or top of your voice and you might get one or two funny looks and that's it. Nothing bad is going to happen. You're not causing a scene. You're not really doing anything wrong. And if you are doing something wrong, somebody will help you out. They will. 
Um, but honestly, like, just don't worry what anyone else thinks. Again, easier said than done. I appreciate that. But just keep chipping away at it. Keep chipping away at your process, your goals, and the, and it will come. I promise you that because I would be willing to put money on every single person in that gym having a different goal, and therefore they have to go through a different process to get to that goal. Um, so yeah, don't worry about it. Is what I'm really trying to say. Um, but point number three, um, and again, something I've said before, um, I would invest in myself. So yes, I'm currently with the High Performance Coach. I have my own coaches. They look after me as a person, coach, athlete, business owner. But if I was just your average Joe going into the gym or just starting to embark on a fitness journey, I'd get help. So I don't want to contradict what I've said earlier, but you know, if you need to go to the gym with a friend and just follow them for a little bit, fine, so be it. Um, but like I said, go get a PT, go sign up to an online coach. And then actually, like something I'm currently doing is like go to a different gym, like be part of a different environment, push yourself in a new way. Don't be afraid to try new things. And again, that will then help you to reiterate the previous point of finding out what actually works for you. Um, I'd be, I'd, again, I'd be willing to say that if you went to a hundred different PTs or coaches, you would get a hundred different outcomes because they would also take you through their process, their goals, not their goals, <laughs> your goals, um, but do it in their way is what I was really trying to say. I mean, and obviously with the Confidence Project, our ethos is for you to enjoy the process, which is this, this is why I take the lens that I do. I want you to feel good in yourself and I firmly believe the rest will come, but that's based on my experience. But you speak to someone else and they might take you through a sort of a hardcore bodybuilding experience. You must eat this, you must do this in order to achieve this. But to me, I, I don't get the gratification from either end doing that. You know, if I was on the receiving end of that, or equally on the, um, you know, like the side I'm on now, this PT side of things, like it just wouldn't do it for me. So I would really put yourself in a position where you do invest, you invest in the person or people for you, um, and that will really help you um, learn and, and broaden your horizons um, because ultimately you don't know what you don't know. And if you are starting from a blank canvas um, and it's all quite fresh and new and alien to you, then you want a bit of direction to help you paint that picture. So. Number three is investing in yourself. Now, number four, I did mention this previously, so I will sort of come back to it. Um, but if it gets measured, it gets managed, right? So the metrics we've got to look at in order for you to progress are the obvious of what you're doing in terms of like activity and training levels, um, your nutrition, so what you're putting into your body, and then you've obviously got things like your water, your steps, um, your sleep, and then, like I say, to go a little bit further, you could look at your protein goals and things like that. So, <laughs> tying in with what we've said before um, about like you know tracking the data side of things, like we are very data driven in this world. Like I say, how many people do you know that have to get ten thousand steps and so on and so forth? I would put yourself in a position where everything you do, you manage it in some way because then you can measure it, and then when you measure it, you can see the progress. So, let's use the gym for example. If you're in the gym and you're bicep curling five kilograms and you're getting quite good at it and you can do 10 reps, then brilliant. Let's do six kilograms. Let's do seven kilograms and let's keep pushing. And when your muscles um, achieve that failure point, we know they're growing because their muscle fibers are tearing. The same with your food. If you're on a 2000 calorie diet and you're not seeing the changes you want to see, then let's, you know, the scales aren't moving. You look in the mirror, your clothes don't feel different. Da -da -da, you're upset. What if you knock back 100 calories and add on 20 grams of protein, then what happens? And again, because you're aware of 
what you're eating and doing and you're tracking it ultimately, then you're going to be in a position where you're like, ah, okay, I know that I wasn't quite enough as of a deficit and therefore I can I can um, uh, quickly shift gears and, and change my body type. The same with your steps. If you're getting 6,000 steps a day, um, can you up it to eight plus and watch the difference it has on your mindset, your mood? The same with your sleep. Um, in terms of if you're only getting four or five hours because you're up till silly o'clock, then you're up early and you sat on your phone, what happens if you put your phone away, you get an extra hour of sleep or you know you don't have screen time, then watch what happens. So again, it's the little things like that and, and the other one being water, you know, drink, drink more water, is your we clear is the question I would always ask. Um, but if it gets measured, it gets managed. And if you can stay on top of all these little metrics, um, that gives you the autonomy, the ownership and the empowerment for you to become the best you. So those are what I track. I would track your training, your nutrition, your sleep, your steps, and of course, the, 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 sort of the, the ins and outs with that, like your protein, your calories, your macronutrients, um, you know, your, your sleep, your screen time, I don't know. The list goes on really, but whatever you're up to in your life, just be aware of the numbers surrounding it because that will help you shift that perspective massively. And point number five, and some of my clients at the moment are gonna hate this one. Because it's something I try to drill into them. And again, I've done it myself. This is all based on my experience. But if I said to you, rest is just as important as your training, please take it on board. So I would always operate under this sort of 80-20 rule. And I, and I mean this generally speaking. So 80% of the time, I will be doing the do. But 20% of the time, my foot can come off the gas, right? So if I'm going to the gym... Seven times a week, I'm tracking calories every single day and having the cleanest of foods. I'm sacrificing a social life to get more sleep. I am drinking nothing but water and all that's in my fridge is just chicken and protein puddings. Then it's not much of a life to live. And therefore, you've got to pull it back that little bit. And then the same sort of rule applies to, like I said, then you're training. So factor in a rest day. You don't need to be 100% on it. You can be 80% on it and allow that 20% for the foot off the gas. The same with your nutrition. Please allow yourself what we would call a flexi day. I don't don't like saying a cheat day because you're not cheating on anyone or anything. Um, But, you know, allow yourself a day where you're more flexible with your food. Um, And just, you know, let go of the reins a little bit. So just think about this idea of 80% of the time, be on it, be in the green zone, absolutely smashing it. But 20% of the time, cut yourself some slack. And the one thing I don't see people do enough of is cutting themselves some slack. So if they've had a rest day, then they feel guilty. Oh, I haven't done this. Yeah, but you're knackered. Look at what you're doing. Like, you know, I, I know people with physical jobs who will then do a run and then go to the gym and then they'll come into the session and be like, I'm knackered or I ain't slept very well. Yeah, but look at everything you're doing. Like, when was the last time you just hit the reset, the realign, the refresh button and just be like, you know what? I'm just chilling out today. Have a duvet day. You've got my permission to have a duvet day, but your rest is just as important. So something I would say, again, if you're a complete new newbie, is look at almost working from a day on, a day off. And again, this is dependent on your goals and who you are, but three to four times can you train or be active. So hypothetically, um, Monday, you might go to the gym. Tuesday, you might rest. Wednesday, you might go to the gym. Thursday, you might rest, and Friday, you might go to the gym and then take the weekend off. Or you might do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. I don't know, but basically a day on a day off. So three to four days. And then I would also look at like what constitutes as a activity training session for you. So 
Um, like something I would say to clients, if they can only commit to the gym once a week, then that's absolutely fine. But maybe on a weekend, can you go for a long walk? And can you actually boost and bolster that step count? Um, but again, your training, the physical side of things is only one metric of a lot because we've obviously got to consider you from a mental well-being standpoint, a social standpoint, a psychological, physiological like the list goes on, emotional well-being, all of it. And if you are so solely focused on this physical and this change that you've got to see, then the rest ends up slipping through the cracks. And then, like we said previously, you, you end up losing sight of the actual person and the you. So it all starts with you. And with that, I would factor in some rest. So just to reiterate the five points, because I've got a funny way of going around the houses and waffling on, if I was to start my health and fitness journey again, the five things that I would do is look at your nutrition. I wouldn't care what anyone else thinks. I'd invest in myself. I would try to measure and manage everything and every metric possible. And I would also consider that rest is just as important as your training. So hopefully you can take something away from this, guys. Hopefully it's resonated with you. If you've got any questions, if you are someone who's new or you've got questions about you know embarking upon your new health and fitness journey or your current one and you just want a little perspective shift from my end then please drop me a message at liam swales pt it absolutely means the world to me so team thank you as always your support you listening you doing this just makes my day so thank you a million times over take care and i'll see you next week